Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the opening line. We hope you're excited. We are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out at Believe.com. Let's get ready for the show. What's up, what's up everybody? This is the opening line with Wits and Roz and we are back with a very special guest this week. She's a former Division I soccer player at UNC Greensboro and the University of Texas at San Antonio. She's also a National Academy of Sports Medicine personal trainer, a functional movement specialist, and certified functional strength coach. Please welcome on all the way from Dallas, Texas, Katie O'Brien. What's going on, Katie? Nothing. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We are real excited to have you on. Um, Obviously, this is a sports show, and you know the fact that you've been a soccer player and are really involved in the fitness industry, um, super interesting career so far. We wanted to get a little bit of your background on, you know, starting out in sports and, you know, what led you to become like a Division One soccer player, because I think that that's something that not a lot of people can say that they've done. So you take us a little bit through your history of like playing sports and what led you to that. Sure. Um, I grew up around sports a lot of my life. Um, one thing, and I, I, most people don't know this, but my dad played professional baseball for 14 years, and so... Oh. He was a great role model for me and um, just always played soccer from when I was young. I actually dipped into um, volleyball and my dad really wanted me to play golf, but I ended up sticking with soccer and um, I, it was, it was my first love and I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to get a scholarship and go to school for it. And, um, it's a big part of my life and it was sad how it ended. I didn't actually go out the way that I wanted to ended up tearing my ACL my last year. Um, okay. but everything leading up to that was so fun and it taught me so much about life and has really been a huge part of why, who I am today. Yeah, so what was what was that like recovering from like the ACL industry or ACL injury um, at the end of college? What was that like for you? Um, it was definitely probably one of the hardest things I've gone through. Um, you just you get into such an identity with as being an athlete and playing your whole life, and it really, I mean, I just remember always playing soccer so when I didn't have that to go to that was my outlet and when I didn't have that that really like had some negative side effects that came with it um but now looking back it's it's a big part of why I continue to stay in the fitness industry afterwards 
um, I, I learned a lot about the body and, uh, and as an athlete, I think so many people look at us and they're like, Oh, they're just genetically gifted and things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I honestly was not like, I know my dad played, you know, professional sports, but it's two different arenas and going through that whole experience just allowed me to really appreciate the body mm-hmm. in a totally different aspect than I could have ever imagined, even being an athlete and using my body for most of my life to, you know, have success for myself. And um, it is, it's kind of really bittersweet. And I'm, it was definitely a painful time in my life. But now that I've gone through it and really learned more about the body and had a different outlook and perspective on it, it, I wouldn't change it now. Um, You know, I almost needed to go through that and lose that identity in order to recreate myself. And I'm proud of where I've come. And now I get to help other people hopefully avoid that. Um, And that, that was my main goal is just, I don't want people to go through the same, you know, pain that I went through. And so in any way that I can maybe help someone from doing that, that's just what I want to do. So training and nutrition for people, whether it's athletes or general population, it's just, it's changed my life. And I hope to help people continue to change theirs with it. Right. And like you said, (laughs) when you're rebooting or, kind of getting back into it when you have any injury. I mean, I'm, I've been prone. I broke my hand and severely sprained my ankle all in the last two months. So I'm on the men. I'm learning what's going on with my body. I'm only 24, so this needs to come to a stop right now. But you, right. you, you might be done with soccer, but to me, you're still a top athlete in a sport because bodybuilding to me is definitely a sport. It's still very competitive, and you guys are doing more with your bodies than most athletes in any other sport are doing. So I'm kind of curious – bodybuilding kind of want to know the start for you and then when did it start becoming competitive for you sure um after soccer or after you know I decided to hang my cleats up um bodybuilding was just another outlet that I pursued to try and fill that fill that void um and that's really what exposed me to oh no this is not like you had the genetics and all of this stuff like this takes discipline this takes work um this is not just oh they got lucky or they're just talented like no this is just true nitty-gritty hard work that people do and the time that they invest in it it's so admirable um and honestly I didn't I was always pretty good at soccer I don't really I mean not I'm not trying obviously my own horn but it almost <laughs> came very easy to me and I really had to truly I guess push myself until I got into bodybuilding and I was like okay I was very humbled <laughs> quickly um and it changed it, it was just another phase that I went through that I needed to go through in order to again appreciate the body as a whole and I'm competitive I wouldn't say I actually was competitive in it initially. Um, I almost just used it to kind of more for the superficial reasons, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I do enjoy training and uh, learning about the body, but I loved, I loved watching the girls go on stage. I kind of just fell in love with their lifestyle. And the more I went through it, the last three shows I've competed and I've just gained such a, um, such a much more like appreciative outlook on it. And I took this past year off because I really found out that I mentally had no business being in it. Um, I was competing against girls that were more consistent. You know, they, they were just doing everything that they were supposed to be doing. And I wasn't taking it as seriously as I should have. And, you know, it's never, it's never fun when you're the person that like doesn't really care. And I used to hate that when I'd play with girls on my soccer teams and it just seemed like they didn't care. And it's like, ah, like (laughs) I would drive me crazy. And so I started feeling like that person with other girls. It's like they ate, breathe, sleep, bodybuilding. And I just mentally was not there yet. So it's taken me a year, but I'm super excited to get back in, and on stage next year and um, my mentality has just grown and I'm getting that competitive fire back in me and um, it's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to all of that. Yeah. And you talk about, you know, bodybuilding and, you know, kind of what you're doing now and you're doing some great things. I mean, you're helping a lot of people. It's, it's really apparent by your website, your Instagram, that you're making a huge impact on so many people's lives. Um, so I guess for me, like bodybuilding seems like something that you got to be really grinding a lot on your own, putting in a lot of long hours. Um, yeah. so I guess what are like, what are some of the main differences between, you know, what you're doing now, helping people out with their, you know, their strength, their movements, their nutrition, because you're working with a lot of people compared to, you know, kind of being a little more isolated when it comes to, you know, that bodybuilding aspect of your career. Yeah. Um, and that was another decision, you know, just priorities. I, I switched those up. Um, I've, I've spent a lot of my life focusing on me <laughs> and um, it, it was just time where I, I really started to see how I could help people and the more people I came into contact, the more people I met and just the little things that I helped them with and the responses I get back from my clients and just people in general. It's, it's so motivating and, um, just invigorating to get that feedback better than like being on stage and playing a soccer game for me. Um, I love the fact that I'm able to have such an influence on for the better, you know, on other people. And that's, that's something I've always held close to me and I want to continue to pursue, but I think it was just a personal choice that this you know, I, I realized that I wasn't mentally in the competitive zone. Um, I really needed to take a step back, maybe do a little bit of soul searching. Um, mm-hmm. I spent a lot more time this past year on educating myself and really investing in my business. And it's been a very big personal growth year for me. And a lot of things have happened good and unfortunate and but where I am, it's, you know, I can't, I couldn't say that I could have planned it any better. Um, it's, it's going forward. I'm expanding. It's, it's just exciting. And when things start to happen and you almost feel like 
they just are coming to you that it's such a good feeling of like alignment. And I, I'm just super excited to see what else I can do. I want to really influence the health world for the better and help as many people as possible. Yeah, I'm curious, actually. So for you, which project kind of, I, I hate calling clients a project, but in a sense, what you're doing is helping people gain knowledge about health and build on their body. Is there a client tech that you kind of like working with best, like somebody maybe with a clean slate? Like I'll, I'll call myself a clean slate right now. I'm an injured guy, don't have a lot going on in the physical space. I could be looking a lot better, especially for the Instagram photos out here. Or do you like kind of taking on an athlete working in football, basketball, or soccer? Or do you like wannabe bodybuilders? And I think wannabes are taken the wrong way, but like people who um, are inspired or aspire to be a bodybuilder. Do you have a preference in client? Um, honestly, I have felt the want to work with all of those clients, but right now my heart is with my general population people. It's, it's really just the daily lifestyle of taking care of yourself. And these people, I think their appreciation for it is so much greater, or at least they express it better. Um, as athletes, I think we just have such a high standard and high expectations. And so as fun as that is to work with them and like, I've worked with some U S figure skaters and currently some, um, pageant contestants, it's, you know, that's another level of competition. And, but that's also, there is some struggle with that because it's just the little things at that point that need to change and, to get those athletes to understand that the little things matter when they are already at that level, that's a mindset that you either have or you don't. And I personally, and this might just take me becoming a better coach, um, but my general population, I mean, they buy into you. They go with whatever you say and it's just, their results, I think even just the slightest ones, they're so appreciative for. And that was something as an athlete, I was all, I always had such a hard time appreciating or like accepting my wins. It was just like, oh yeah, I was supposed to do that. Or yeah, like I'm a top athlete. Like I should be doing that. That's my job. And you almost forget to appreciate those wins when you're at that level. And so to see them get so excited and just so thrilled about something so small it does more for me so it's just it's kind of a that's my little selfish feeling that I get with my clients they have changed they have helped me more than I think they will ever know um with how I've evolved as a coach and and so that's right now that's what I would have to tell you is my general population just day-to-day average no not even average just common people um, that so it sounds like I'd really be your number one client. Working with. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I got spots open. So whenever you're ready, uh, I'm ready. I, I mean, I got a couple <laughs> more weeks on the ankle, but I'll be ready to go. I want my body looking primed. I know it's going to be winter time coming soon, but you know what? I could look good with like a vest on open showing some abs. I think that's my, uh, my next plan of attack. <laughs> I think you're a long yeah. way from <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. And you know, the looking good is obviously what everyone loves about the body. 
is and then it's a phenomenal invention. It's the greatest invention of all time, the human body. And I'm fascinated by it daily and it's incredible. Um, but getting people to truly feel good first, I think I've had more people that come to me like the, with their testimonials being like, they just sleep better. They don't have headaches. It's like the things that you don't see, that's where things are really changing. And that's another thing that I want to bring into the health world. It, it can't just all be about looks that will come, but like focus on feeling good first because I've looked good, but I have felt like crap. You know, can I say that? No, yeah. You can say whatever you want on this okay. show. <laughs> okay. Um, but I have felt like crap. So it's like, it's not sustainable. But when I, the moment I switched that and I focused on feeling better first, I feel and look better than I ever have. And it just, it took me getting to that mindset, you know, thoughts become actions, actions become results. So a lot of us want to skip the thought process and just want to start doing. And I really just try and tell people like, don't do that. Cause you're going to be, you're going to come back to the thoughts eventually. Like you might as well just do it now. It's not a box that you can just leave unchecked that the mind follows the body and vice versa. So, um, the looks are great and that's, obviously why I love to compete. Um, but the feel good is the most important. That's what I preach to all my clients is if you're not feeling good, it does not matter at the end of the day, the looks will come if you feel good though. Yeah. And Katie, so you brought up such a great point talking about, you know, the more you specialize in something, the harder it becomes to see, you know, that, you know, extended type of progress. So, you know, work yeah. with like, you know, everyday people who might not, you know, have the type of knowledge that you have, or just, you know, the type of the results yet, after working with you, um, I just wanted to know, when did you know that, you know, you really had a huge passion for working with people? Like, do you remember your first client experience or what it was like, you know, working with somebody and having them come to you and say, you know, you really helped me out. Um, you know, I love what we're doing here. I, so after, um, I hung up my cleats, I had, I was still actually in college and, um, I was coaching three girl travel teams outside of school. And, um, those girls, I had one team for my entire time there. And then the other couple were, you know, they changed yearly. So that group of girls, they, yeah, they changed the game for me. They made me realize like, I want to coach. I want to help people. Um, I want to, I want to help people get where they want to go and watch them succeed and that transformation, that whole journey to watch someone through as a coach is up there with playing, you know, in the top games as a D1 collegiate athlete. Um, that's that rush, that, that enjoyment. You just see it from such a different view. It was like, I played so long in, in those lines of the field and then just coach outside of those lines and just see the game so differently. That was the rewarding thing for me. And, and those girls, they still follow me to this day. Hopefully they're listening because I told them to. <laughs> sure they will. But, um, but no, that, that, was, that was when I knew that this is what I wanted to do. But since then, it's just evolved in so many different ways for me. And I've really just tried to, at each phase of this career path, just try to enjoy it. Um, that is something that I wish... I learned a long time ago and I'm just now starting to really see that. Um, but yeah, the, those girls 
were the ones that that was that was when that flipped or that switch flipped for me. Yeah, and so I think that that's so awesome that you found you know kind of working with people through sports, which is one of your first loves, and then had built you know this awesome business. Um, and so you have a website that I believe just launched back in June. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So everybody out there, you go check out okofitness.com. So that's okkofitness.com. So you're you're helping out a lot of people with their overall training, their nutrition, their mentality at the gym and away from the gym. Um, but I wanted to ask you a little bit about the business side, Katie, of you know social media, websites. Um, you know, because I know you're doing a lot of great work with people, but obviously outside of that, you're also doing a lot running your own business. So can you take us through, you know, what it's like, you know, being a business owner, um, you know, being in charge of everything and how that's been going for you? It is, it is definitely stressful at times. Um, you know, especially in this industry, it's like gyms are like, bars they they got a shelf life of two years you know and then they're out and that's that always kind of plays in the back of my mind but I just try like I was saying before just to really enjoy and I know if I stay in this moment and I just do what I can with what I have right now like I'll be good going forward and just just continue to help people as much as I can but uh, you also have to find that balance between still taking care of you and continuing to do what you want to do as a business and help other people. Um, it's my parent. I've had such good role models in my life where I think the confidence to have my own business was actually almost always there. It was just like really setting my priorities up to execute and it's scary when you're like, when you're about to take that jump and you're, because when you're in it as a business owner, you don't get off days. Like you're <laughs> in it and you gotta, you just gotta grind, grind, grind. And the grind, as much as I love it, it's a love hate relationship. You're like, gosh. So just finding that balance and keeping it throughout the process is the most, I would say is probably the best thing to pay attention to, but can also be, you know, your demise if that tilts in either way. Um, so for me, just as a new entrepreneur, I've had my parents, you know, my dad was his athlete or, you know, an athlete. My mom put, raised five kids (laughs) and traveled with us while my dad played. So they both have, um, been people to look up to. And then not only that, they continue to evolve. So they started their own business after that. Um, and we actually own the flotation therapy. I don't know if you've heard of it, the sensory deprivation. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, so we have, um, that business down here in Dallas and my dad actually builds the cabins and they get shipped out all over the country for other float places. And so the health and the holistic, natural, just wellness side has always been, a big thing in our family and just as entrepreneurs, I mean, they just continue to set new standards for their kids. And so we're over here, like, really, like we love you for that, but like, Holy cow, like the standards are high. So uh, I don't know if, you know, if I can be just as good as them, uh, I'm good at the end of the day, but I definitely want to try and continue their legacy and the things that they've 
instilled in us and working for ourselves was one thing. And my dad always said, if you can get paid to stay in shape, that's the best job you'll ever have. And it would definitely motivate me if I got paid to stay in shape. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, having, having that and just having that mindset and seeing it real life happen, it's, that's been a big part of why I'm able to do what I'm doing right now. Um, but I would tell anyone, no matter what you have, it's like, just do it. Like, you're not going to work for anyone harder than you're going to work for yourself. At the end of the day, point blank, not at all. Like, if you're, if you can't do something for you, you're not going to do something for someone else or care to do something for someone else. It's got to start with you. And so if you can find something that you're passionate about and love and figure out a way to help people with that or educate people on that, do that. Like the money will come. Everything will fall in order. Um, But following that like white rabbit has been my saving grace. And knowing what that is, I guess, which is, you know, you just go with what brings you joy and happiness at the end of the day. I completely agree. Unfortunately for me, chocolate is like my happiness at the end of the day. But I'm working on it. Again, yeah. I'm injured, so I'm just playing the pity card while I'm like I'm, I'm not talking about the chocolate rabbit. Yeah, no, that, no I, I got to find something a little bit more inspirational like your story. Um, but first off, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the show, or before we even started recording. Oko, what a fantastic nickname. I'm all on board, and no, I'm not saying Yoko Ono. I'm talking about Oko Fitness here. Um, Oko's a great nickname. It took me until you told me what it was to realize it's just your initials mirrored, which is awesome because my initials are off yeah. their, their emergency room. <laughs> um, but uh, it's fantastic. And what's funny to me is we've been talking kind of about competition throughout, mostly towards the beginning and started with you with soccer and then bodybuilding. But you're also in a very super competitive space of social media. And I was kind of curious about what that is to you. Do you have influencer role models is the word I'm looking for. Do you have role models in the influencer space? Are there other fitness people you're trying to model after on Instagram or other social media? Dash, have you ever thought about partnering or have you been offered to partner with other fitness companies across the social media space? Yeah, so social media, um, I'm not a big technology person. Um, I feel like I'm an old soul in that department where like I could – go without any phone or computer for the rest of my life and I'd be just fine. Um, But that's not really going to be helpful to what I'm trying to do. And if I have it, there's so many good ways to use social media. And I love what doctors and physical therapists and chiropractors and all these people are doing with the educational content. I think I would, that's the route I want to go. Now the social media I've bought or built, sorry, um, up to this point, if you go see is more of like the fitness model look. Um, and I've really struggled with that the last six months of where I want to take that because again, I can promote looking good all the time, but that's really not my philosophy. Like I want people to feel good first. And like, I want people to understand how their body works and really we're human. We should understand, know how to be human. And for whatever reason, we have lost that. So I want to go more of the educational route. And I love how people have already started to do that with videos, infographics, 
research articles. It's just the more we can do that, the better this world's going to be. Um, but that's not to say that like Michelle Lewin and P. Chapley and these girls that have built their brand off of social media, like that's incredible. I, you can never, like, I would never discount that at all. And I would probably not turn it away either, you know, if I was able to build it. But just how, just how my mind works and what, what makes sense to me, I'm probably going to go more of the educational route. And I want to partner more with other healthcare providers that are doing the research and continuing to help this health industry evolve and, you know, leave it to the girls that want to do the, the the photo shoots. I'm so not good in front of camera. I'm super awkward. Like that is not my thing. Um, yeah, I'm the so, worst. I'm sticking my tongue out in like every picture I take. It's it's brutal. My mother hates it. I know. <laughs> so I just I would have a hard time with that. I I kudos to anyone that built social media, but um, my and I've started to incorporate more testimonials of my clients and things. But all of my business up to this point has been strictly word of mouth. So I'm dabbling in it for from like marketing purposes but I just don't know if it's going to take that route I really just continue to see it going more of the educational content route yeah and I agree Katie though know, there's no doubt I think you can develop like a great educational platform and you know you like you said you've already been doing that with the testimonials and one of the thing I think that really gets people excited about what you're doing because they can actually see like, you know, the progress that you've been working with people on. Um, yeah. So, you, you talk about doing some word of mouth advertising and, you know, honestly, there is really no other better way than having somebody go up to somebody else and say, you know, you got to check out what I'm doing over here with Katie. Um, it's been yeah. a really great program. So, um, you know, I'm sure you'll find a lot of success with, you know, whichever way you try to market yourself. But, you know, looking to the future here, are there any like big events or things that you have coming up that you want to talk about? Let's see. I mean, I'm stepping on stage next year. Um, so I'm super excited to get back into that routine. Um, but really, I mean, I'm, I've knuckle or really buckled down on this year with getting, getting certified, getting more specialty courses in, um, educating myself and spending time on my clients and building my business. So that's the exciting part for me. That might not be super exciting for everyone else, but those are the big events that are happening in my life. And I'm, you know, taking the time to travel more, spend more time with family and just be a normal person most of the time. Um, but when I'm super excited to step on stage next year and just with the knowledge I've uh, learned this past year or two, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see it executed and put into action and, and really, I don't know, hopefully a print card next year. We'll see. Will this be locally in Dallas or are you going to have to travel for this event? Um, so... I'll have to go back to a local show um, because I lost my qualification last year um, after I competed at national. So, uh, and since I took the year off, you have to redo that, re um, qualify. So 
I'll do that at the beginning of the year. And that will be, there's a couple of shows, super local, Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington. Um, I did the San Antonio Pro or San Antonio Extravaganza, which is also a pro show for my first qualification. So that's, that's a possibility too. Um, and then a national show, which I've been in Miami every year. So I'm looking more at Vegas or somewhere else that I haven't been. Cause again, I, I like to travel as much as I can. So hitting new places, I've actually never been to Vegas. So I always said that I would go for a show that just made sense to me. So that is looking like it's going to be the winner. I mean, yeah, that'd be, I'm going to Vegas for the first time myself next week for this MTV show I work and operate on. Um, so I'm super excited know, to do that. Exciting. I'll let you yeah. know how it goes. And then when I, when you come to Vegas to perform, I'll be there. I might be at the blackjack table initially, but I'll make my way over to the show <laughs> for sure. Um, so you're from Dallas and I have yeah. to imagine growing up there, you weren't allowed to not root for the Dallas Cowboys. I was curious if you're a Cowboys fan, if you're a sports fan in general. Oh gosh. Um, I'm going to disappoint so many people. <laughs> I'm from Dallas, but I'm not like, I, I'm sorry, Cowboys, but I call them <laughs> cowgirls. Um, I don't know. I'm was born in Seattle, so I stick with my Seahawks. Oh, I love that. And, Although, yeah, <laughs> they, they beat my but, Packers in one of the worst playoff games of all time on an onside kick that they recovered. So I'm a little <laughs> bad blood towards the Seahawks. But to be honest, I'm actually excited you're not a Cowboys fan. Like I, <laughs> I just usually have bad blood when it comes to the Cowboys, and I apologize like like uh, Katie did. I apologize for kind of crapping on the uh, Cowboys here. But uh, do you have any predictions? Are you, do you follow the NFL, NFL at all? Are you, you hoping the Seahawks win the Super Bowl this year? You know, I, I'm not one to jump team. So it's like I'm Seahawks all the way. If they make it, they make it. But I, I honestly just enjoy, from being an athlete, I enjoy a good game. So any game that's worth watching, I'm all for. And like, if they, the team actually deserves it and it's, you know, not a funky call or the little things that happen that are irritating when it like is a game changer. Um, I, I just enjoyed that. So if it's the cowgirls then it's the cowgirls, but <laughs> I'm going to stick with my Seahawks. Hey, I mean, subtly, it sounded like you were a Packers fan there because we've been robbed of many games that, that I felt we should have won and, in fairness, should be crowned the champions. But I'll, I'll let it go for the sake be. If there was one athlete you could work with, who would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. If you say Aaron uh, Rodgers, I totally understand. No, not Aaron Rodgers. Um, gosh. I could, and this is out of any sport. Yeah, and he's, I respect everything. I mean, if there's a world-class okay. cheerleader, if there's a lacrosse stud that I don't know about, anybody, any sport. You know, I'd honestly like to pick the brain of Tom Brady. Wow. There we go. That's interesting. He's I got a crazy fitness regimen. <laughs> I know. And so just, I don't know, I just love to pick the brain, and he's he's just very consistent you know he the proof is in the pudding so I follow consistency I want to know that equation because there's obviously something he's doing right and I want to know what that is 
I was going to say, can we have you on record saying you believe in the TB12 method? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, because, I mean, he's, what, is he 40, what is he, 42 now? He's still the best passer in the NFL? Blows yeah. my mind. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so Katie, so- um, also one more thing, you know, sure. being a former soccer player, we had a pretty big soccer event recently with the women's national team bringing home the World Cup. Um, did you get a chance mm-hmm. to watch any of the action? I did. Um, yep, I always I always tap in. That's probably the only soccer that I watch nowadays. Um, our female team is phenomenal. Um, I have watched them since I was a little girl, and I just, no matter who it is, I mean, you couldn't even tell me who or ask me who my favorite is because, I like all of them, but um, Sydney LaRue is my girl for sure, but she's had a baby and so she's not so much a part of it anymore, but that team has done so well and just has been consistent and I think they deserve it. They, they're one of the few teams that truly, I think from start to finish, um, really just give it their all. So I love watching them. It's always a blast. And soccer is hard for me to watch because it's like you so want to jump in there sometimes and just be like, ah. I can't say the same thing watching for myself because I was never a good soccer player. I know. Most people wouldn't sign up for that much running. I wouldn't even. I'm like, the only reason I was able to run that much is because I was distracted by the ball. Like, I would never, I could never do like cross country or anything like that. I, I envy those people because I'm like, I don't know what you do in your mind, but I would drive myself crazy. So. I, no, I completely I, agree. I that is the most boring <laughs> running you can do. And I, cause in basketball, you are like, you're chasing the ball just with your hands. Cause I unfortunately wasn't right. as skilled with my feet. So, but I can go all day <laughs> cross country. I'd get bored within like five minutes and sit down, have to pick up my phone, see what's going on on Instagram. Cross country, like you said, I envy them as well. Yeah. So, um, no, they did. I'm, I'm super happy for them. That was well-deserved. And I know there's so much publicity that comes with it for them. And that, I just feel like that puts a damper on everything. So, I just cut it off after the game's done. I'm like, yay, they won. And then everyone has their opinions afterwards, which I I wish people would just keep to themselves. But it's I'm, all good. We're with you because we, we stay away from it as well. <laughs> I mean, me and Xander are super, super opinionated. But we don't when it comes to like the political stuff, although I completely agree with the equal pay for them just because, one, they're better than the men's team. And, two, They've given examples of why they deserve it winning two World Cups. But other than that, we usually stay away from it. We just enjoy the games. Um, yeah. And, and you gave us your favorite player. Is there a – I guess it's only – you're going to probably say what I'm expecting. Do you have a prediction for the next four years? Do you think that we're going to get more women's soccer on television? Are you thinking we're going to repeat in four years? Pretty simple, I guess, if you're a USA fan. You're probably going to say yes to both. But I'm just curious what you think the, the future outlook looks like for – our U S women's team. Um, soccer is sticking around. Soccer is the world sport. I mean, yeah. I, know, I know people will fight that to the end, but it's just true. Soccer is the world sport. And so it's going to be around. Um, I, I hope 
they get what they deserve with the equal pay. I, I do. I just, that's a no brainer to me, but, um, in the next four years, I think if they just, they keep building on what they have, it's going to turn out as it's already done. You know, they're just going to continue to evolve and get better and get better. And, um, they're not, they're not close to being done. And heck yeah, let's go. Yeah. They, they got a good story to tell. And, you know, this is just another stepping stone for them. And I love that they just continue to prove themselves. That's all really anyone can do at the end of the day. But most people just stop because things don't happen the way they want it to. And they just keep persevering and, and keep proving people wrong. It's like, no, we're, we're here to stay and we're going to work our tails off and we're going to continue to prove it until it happens. So I'm excited for the next four years. They got they'll bring in some new girls and it's always fun to see how the, the fresh meat, um, into the game. That's where all the, the fun stories start coming up. So I'm excited. Yeah. And I absolutely agree with you, Katie. And, you know, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, do you have any like last thoughts or messages for your followers out there that you'd like to leave them with? Yeah, I just, you know, if you're not where you want to be, um, figure, you know, find someone or learn, experiment. I was, I was my own guinea pig for a lot of things, but I also picked a lot of brains. So it's like ignorance is bliss until it kind of slaps you in the face and you're like, holy crud, like how did I get here? <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like, don't wait till then. If you really want to do something, learn about it, pick someone's brain about it, uh, model someone that's where you want to be. And, you know, just keep trying it until you get there because you will get there. It's just, it's never in the time that we want it to be. Um, but you have to learn. Um, the only way to change is to understand and to understand you've got to learn. So people can keep going through their daily lives with their blindfold on, but at some point you're either... I posted this the other day. It's like you're either investing in your illness or you're investing in your wellness. The choice is yours. Um, and I just hope people really consider that a little bit more when they wake up in the morning. It's just take care of you first. Gandhi said it. If we all took care of ourselves, this world would be a lot better place. And I strongly believe in that. When people can take care of them, the, the world will work itself out um we're just so outwardly focused externally driven that we've lost sight of that so that's my goal that's my advice for people and if anyone wants to i'm open to have my brain picked or whatever so feel free to contact me message me all my contact information email all of that's on my website and on my social media so I just want to continue to help grow and evolve the health industry for the better. So anyone that's looking to do that, which should be everyone, that's where I will be. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> so you got two new clients today. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, Let's so everybody do it. Uh, yes. You more, Katie. Um, everybody, <laughs> again, this is Katie O'Brien. She is a National Academy of Sports Medicine personal trainer 
functional movement specialist, certified functional strength coach. Um, you can find her at Oko Fitness on Instagram, and her website is also okofitness.com. So once again, thank you so much, Katie, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Best of luck with this next year and your upcoming competition, and we will talk to you soon, all right? Yes, thank you so much. Take care. All right, bye-bye. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube